0: but to glorify the hustle over everything else, over everything else in your life, it starts to create this toxic energy out there. Welcome to Plan B, hosted by me, Steph Oligario, where we ignite your journey to self-discovery, resilience, and growth, helping you navigate change and live life on your terms. Today's topic is called Being Okay with Less, Breaking the Cycle of Toxic Productivity. And you know, a lot has actually come into this podcast episode because I've actually taken a couple weeks off in terms of work and advancing my business and I had a lot going on. So this topic is so timely because we're really hard on ourselves and you'll see in a minute why I chose this and and how this unfolded. And it continues to unfold in my life because toxic productivity is a real problem. And we're really gonna talk about that today. So really diving into really understanding the hustle culture, productivity shaming, and thinking about ways that we can actually break the cycle of perpetuating this idea of toxic productivity. And coming from a recovering workaholic, you know, we talked about that story in the past together, it's a lot to acknowledge, and it's a lot to acknowledge that it's okay to just be. It's a lot to even accept that it's okay, I have done enough, and really getting into that today, and I hope this topic resonates with you, and let's just jump right in. Like, where did this come from? I talked about previously, like I grew up in a neighborhood that was very multicultural. Working hard was so important because there was a lot of first and second generation Canadians there. And when you come to Canada, you got to work hard. You know, I mean, I'm saying everybody has to work hard, but especially as an immigrant coming here to a new culture, not only just learning about ways of being in this foreign country but adapting to the workplace learning different skills a new language you got to work hard to survive but in a place that is of a lower income bracket we tend to pride ourselves with hustle culture we got to get the hustle on to make that money to pay our bills to make rent to you know to eat <laughs> and um, it's glorified in a lot of different places too like in music hip-hop culture And it's always generally around either um, a lower income bracket or even entrepreneurism. When you're starting out a business, like got to hustle to make that bread, (laughs) is what they say. So really understanding what hustle culture is, it's something that is looked good upon. Working hard, making moves, moving forward, doing, getting shit done in order for you to be successful. And it's glorified because otherwise you're seen as lazy. You know, I I think not that long ago, they were talking about Kim Kardashian complaining that people are just lazy these days and they need to get to work. Women need to get to work in order for them to accomplish certain things. And this is what I'm talking about. I mean, it's of course, it's important to work hard, but to glorify the hustle over everything else, over everything else in your life, it starts to create, This toxic energy out there. When something is supposed to, you know, feel already hard to do, we're making it extremely painful because we need to keep pushing forward without taking a break. Hustling does not mean taking it easy or having a moment or, you know, having a vacation. It's literally grinding 24 7 to get stuff done. And You know, because of that hustle culture and glorifying the idea of working hard 24-7 grind, you know, there's a lot of productivity shaming. And when I'm talking about productivity shaming, what that is, is you're giving a hard time that you're not doing enough. You're not doing enough yourself. You might be giving yourself a hard time or you're going to see people who are not as productive or hustling hard. You're like, "Oh, they're not making money cuz they aren't hustling hard enough or they're not doing well because they're lazy." So honestly, I went online just to get some context for this podcast. And I was trying to think of the opposite of productivity <laughs> or like the opposite of being busy. And the the word was like being idle, lazy, purposeless. Like even the dictionary is not allowing you to just say, taking a break, relaxing. And even the whole idea of taking a break and relaxing is in such a negative light. And then working hard is glorified. So you have to see the difference there. Like, it's no wonder why we shame each other for not doing enough because we haven't been praised for just being. And just being okay with Doing what you can versus squeezing you more to do more. And the idea is like when you start to embrace this whole idea of toxic productivity, it does a number to you and you don't even realize it. So I'll give you an example, okay? Uh, Starting off as a new coach, it's very hard. A lot of people who are aspiring coaches, they're like, how do I get my business running? So i've been talking to a free a few people um friends and colleagues uh, who are also in the same boat like growing their coaching business or have trained as a coach and just trying to get into some sort of community and we're talking about another person who's getting their hustle on you can tell that they're getting their hustle on with their coaching business and going out there and constantly posting the stuff they're doing oh i'm running a podcast i'm doing the summit i'm doing all this stuff doing, 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 and then, you know, when that person tries to connect with a community and there's other people who are not hustling as much, um, you start to feel weird, you know, that person who's doing so much is like, why aren't these people doing this stuff? What's wrong with them? People aren't committed enough. This is also creating some sort of toxic productivity, posting so much, and boasting about what you're doing and then not understanding that everybody's at their own level is a form of toxic productivity. But at the same time, on the other end, me and my friends are like, hmm, looking at these posts, I don't know how I feel about this. Does it make me feel good? Does it make me feel like I even wanna engage with this community because I'm always feeling, and it's kind of hard to explain. When you're seeing somebody doing so much and you're just doing what you can, you automatically feel inadequate or you can't keep up. This is the whole problem with looking at social media and looking at other people, what they're doing or what they appear to be doing. You start to measure up to people and then you start to look in. What's wrong with me? How come I'm not doing this stuff? How come I'm not there doing those things? And then you start to realize, like, why am I not getting along with this person who's constantly boasting about what they're doing? and it's all about sometimes toxic productivity or some sort of toxic type of energy that's out there because it's starting to make us feel not great. And I'm not trying to praise being lazy either. I'm just saying that sometimes we don't feel good when we're feeling pressured to do things that's not in alignment with what we need to do at the time. So When in this example, I'm talking about building a coaching business or just an entrepreneur in general, right? Like in in terms of, say, you have other people that are in the same boat with you trying to grow your business and you're looking at what other people are doing as they're starting up. It feels competitive. You feel inadequate. You look at what you're doing. It doesn't feel great. And it's really discouraging. And that's why a lot of people end up quitting Um, instead of actually collaborating and working as a team to grow, you know, a lot of people just try to level up with each other and seeing, seeing where you need to go, um, and what to do, but it's okay when you're doing that kind of journey. Maybe it is entrepreneurism. Maybe it is building your coaching career or something like that. It's a different type of journey that you have to go through. There are a lot of other things other than the to-do list that you need to do when you're starting a business or starting a new career for yourself. You start to do a lot of introspection. And that's why it's first. You come into yourself and you're like, whoa, what's wrong with me? How come I'm not keeping up? You are doing the introspection there. But sometimes when you are working on something, it could be personal development. It could be anything, even in life in general. If you're feeling you're not keeping up, because you're not doing, 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 it's actually okay because you might be doing a different kind of work. And I hate using the word work, but then it's something that people can understand. It's like, how come I'm not doing this? Well, I see my friends doing all this stuff. Their career is here and they finished school. They've done all these things, but then maybe you've done other things in your life to advance yourself in a different way that might not be as tangible as getting a degree or getting a title or whatever but you're still doing work like I used to beat myself up all the time when I was starting my coaching practice and I'm like what's wrong with me why am I not doing these things why am I not going out and getting clients why am I not doing this stuff but I couldn't do it because I needed to do the inner work first you know, it's easy to follow a coaching program or start to help other people. But when it comes to looking at yourself, it's a lot of work. And I'm not talking about just sitting down and complaining about my life or, you know, digesting tons of content and not implementing. I'm just saying, like, even sitting within, understanding who I am, figuring out what makes me feel good, what feels not, I'm going to talk about this a bit later, but. We have to understand that that, it takes effort as well. And that non-tangible sort of stuff, like if I'm doing more development spiritually, mentally, emotionally, even physical, trying to get myself in the best shape of my life, that is just as important as advancing my career. That is just important to advance me in my life. And that counts, it's important it's it's enough it's enough for you to just be and just be maybe you have never learned how to relax but you took eight months to learn how to finally do the work inside and give yourself permission to relax and take a break that is an accomplishment even though people may not think it is could take a lifetime or multiple lifetimes for someone to learn that it's okay to relax and you just did it and that's something we need to do like really understand like what are we shaming here why is hustle culture productivity shaming toxic productivity like why is this a problem and what what a problem is like it's anything that makes you feel not great is a problem okay it doesn't help people in the long run it helps you know maybe build somebody's bank account um, the owner of the business that you're working for or you know building somebody else's dreams um, increase increasing the stock value of your company you know what I mean like yes hustling like that can do that but at what expense what if it's your own business and you're hustling and hustling all the time look around you who else is losing out on having you as a part of their life because all you're doing is that work. And then you're going to go, okay, Steph, well, I got to put like, you know, the bread on the table. Fine, whatever. I understand. But even if that's the case about the quantity of work you're taking on, when do you have enough space to make some quality time for the people that are in your life? Where, and where do you have the time to make space for the quality time that you need to connect with yourself. You can build this empire, but you could still be unhappy. You might as well just take it a little bit slower, do the things that makes, make sense to actually make it even better, and take care of yourself. You only got one life, and they know you're going to be like, oh, okay. Well, you know, um, that's really the hardest part. The hardest part is breaking the cycle of toxic productivity we've been ingrained that hardworking is a lot. So um, I'm gonna talk a little bit more about breaking this cycle because I'm going through it right now. I literally, I don't know, what. I had a lot going on in my life. Um, you'll hear about it in a bit, but I've been going through IVF treatments. I've been going through a lot of transitions and change within my, my life um, relationship and other things in life and also learning about myself during this process at the same time as I'm trying to like grow this podcast or do more for my business and juggling all these things at the same time and I have client work too and it's a lot I started getting really overwhelmed and coming from somebody You know, I talked about recovering from my workaholism, being okay with, you know, living my life a little bit more harmonious. I dropped the ball on it. One day I was sitting at the computer for over 12 and a half hours. I haven't done that in a long time, barely like eating. Like I just eat or I'm eating and reading some emails at the same time because I'm hustling to get this stuff done. And um, I started to feel the old patterns that I had in the past sleeping or trying to rest but I couldn't because I was restless always reaching for my phone getting my laptop out doing another email working on another thing and even waking up at night maybe I should start early it's like four in the morning I slept at midnight and just because I'm on all the time and the more that I was on I will. I didn't have enough capacity for t- to take on more stressful things because I was already at the edge. And I know you go through this. You know, that time where you just can't finish anything, but stuff keeps piling up more and more. And then you beat yourself up like, "Wow, well, I shouldn't have done this. I sh- or you start canceling out plans to make time to do more work. And it feels so overwhelming and then the stress and the pressure comes on. And then when you're trying to do something, especially for me, what's important is about building my own business and working to do some of the things that are important to me um, with helping other people. It has to go in the back burner to other obligations that I have. And then, you know, that pain you have when you feel like you're not doing enough. I know what you're feeling. Like, I could have broken down, like, four times this weekend. Like, lucky my partner's like, you were really spiraling it. I'm like, I know. I had to take that moment and go, whoa, what the hell is happening here? And there's a lot of things that break that cycle, but it's so hard when you're in it because you start to feel like if you don't work hard enough, this is a classic toxic productivity. If you're not going to work hard enough, you're going to fail. You're not going to have enough money. You're not going to feed your family. You're not going to be able to do these things. You start to catastrophize things on a level that is even higher than you could even imagine. And it's obviously not going to happen, even if it's just one day of not working as hard, but you still catastrophize everything. And then You have no window of tolerance, which means like you cannot tolerate any new shit that's going to come up. If any new shit comes up, you're just going to blow your mind here. And that's what happened with me. I started getting toxic emails from and text messages from work. And then I'm just like, my mind is exploding. And inside, my body feels like it's shutting down. And I'm starting to feel avoidant, like withdrawn and unsure, like stressed out all the time. And this is just over a few days, like people, I've done this for years. And it's scary how we just fall into this trap all the time because we're just surrounded by things that keep reminding you that you are not enough. You are not enough. You are not enough. You are not enough. What's wrong with you? How come you're not doing enough? And that's the problem. it's really fucking pissing me off. I'm, like, literally, like, I'm so upset about it. Like, I'm so angry, and I'm so also upset that I allow myself to get this way sometimes. And even with all the work that I do to try to heal myself around this addiction, it still happens. And I just want to let you know that it's okay. Even though I'm, like, I struggle to, like, it's still okay. We fall off the wagon sometimes, and we got to be like, I... Am okay with doing less. It might, it might be less to somebody else or it might be less tick boxes I have on my checklist but it might be a lot for me because I am worth more than this. I'm worth more than sitting around and just ticking off boxes off a checklist here. The more that I sit down and allow myself to suffer with not doing enough, far outweighs getting some tasks done on time. Because we hold on to this for a long time. And I'm telling you for something, holding this on for like 40 years, for some tasks, there's always going to be tasks. And we have to remind ourselves about that. So... (laughs) I'm going to break it down. There's a lot of things that we can do here to break this cycle of toxic productivity. You know, it's time to like park that mentality and it's because it's not going to go anywhere. Everyone's just going to burn out mental health issues. Everybody is just burning out. We already know this. We're silently suffering. People are like, Steph, I'm taking a break off of work. I really needed to take a mental break and I feel ashamed about it. Don't be ashamed about it. It's not your fault. And I want to applaud you for taking that time to focus on you, get your shit together, because your life is worth more than this. You think how much your salary is if you're making X amount an hour. Is that worth the years of pain that you're continuing because you feel inadequate and not enough at your job, in life? Everywhere around you. I'm not even just talking about work, toxic productivity. People shame being a mother. You're a mom. You're not doing enough as a mother for your children. Like, you know, like these kind of things. You're not doing enough, period. Doesn't matter what it is. As a child at school, doing enough at home to help your parents. You're not doing enough to make your parents proud. It's fucking everywhere. And I'm getting sick of it. And I hope you are too. Because it's time to break this cycle because at the end of the day, What if all those people that are saying you're not enough, just continue saying you're not enough, whatever, in the whole, I don't know, society. But all the people that are being told that they're not enough, what if they stood up and go, you know what, I'm enough. I'm doing what I can do, and that's enough. We far outweigh these people, right? So, like, if we can get an idea to break this cycle and get some boundaries going, which I'm going to talk about in a second, um, maybe things can change. And then it wouldn't be so toxic anymore. We wouldn't have to feel inadequate. Everybody is driven. Like, I, like I mean, for work or any kind of, to take some sort of action, we're always driven by a guilt, fear, and shame. <laughs> like, so if you have to think about anything, like, what is a driving force that somebody is doing for me to take action on anything? Could be in a relationship or, or it could be at work or whatever, or society as a whole, guilt, fear, and shame. It's probably around there but we can break this cycle and start to do things that we want instead of being told what to do and shamed about it when we resist. Okay, um, so I guess get your journals out or whatever. So let's take some notes here because there's some suggestions that you can do to break this cycle. And I am gonna say, this is hard. This is going against everything you've been brought up with. This is against what, you know, our society has glorified, you know, hustle culture. We're going against the grain here. We're going against everything you've ever learned and starting from scratch because this is coming from within. So the first thing you, you need to do, understanding your core needs and values, and then you might be like, what the hell is that? I have never heard of that. And how is this going to help me with toxic productivity? so a core need is something you need essentially to survive and I'm not just talking about survive physically I'm talking about survive in general like it me it almost feels like life and death like where it actually paralyzes you if you don't have these things in place so I'm asking you here a core need what makes you feel safe so you could say okay I need a home you know water food shelter, like you know shelter food water whatever yes away from dangerous chemicals, whatever. But I'm talking about like other things that make you feel safe. You know, like um, having a safe home environment in in a location that I can walk safely at night. You know, some other core needs I might have is, um, you know, having, a like for me, it's like a clean and tidy home because I grew up in a home that had a severe hoarding issue. Like I really feel threatened, like life or death stress when um, a house is full of clutter where you can't see everything so don't judge your core needs but what makes you feel safe safe in your environment safe in your body start to identify those because you need to understand these are the things that are important to you this is not what everyone else is telling you what should be important this is what is important to you. If you say, staff, I have a core need. I need to know that my cat's dish is full of food every night and the water is full every night and I sleep like a baby and I feel safe and I don't have to worry. That is your core need and your need to be met. It doesn't have to be about anybody else. Write that down. And what a core value is, your preference, like, you know, things that are valuable to you, like in your life that you need to have people respect in order to interact with you. So if I said I have a core value of honesty and transparency, I'm expecting people who interact with me to be honest, fully transparent. You know, or I have a core value, about family values, and having, you know, um, making sure that I spend quality time with my family um, and, like, you know, my chosen family and being fully present and engaged with them whenever I'm around them. So I'm talking about, so core needs, survival, right? Core values, like what your preferences are of how you want to be treated or interact with the world and just things that are really near and dear to your heart but you could survive without them but you really find them important in your life, okay? So the reason why I said to understand your core needs and core values is that you'll be able to create boundaries, around these things in your life. Because if you don't know what's important to you, how are you to protect anything else? So if somebody at work is going to go, stuff, you need to work overtime the next five weekends, mandatory, I don't know, voluntold for for overtime over the next five weekends. If I know that I have kids and they have these obligations on these weekends and I have to be there for that, and, and being there for that, being there for children is a core value for me, then you know I can enforce those boundaries. You can't protect something like say no to other things if you don't know what's important to you. Time, freedom could be important to you. Being able to make, you know, location freedom or decisions around certain things could be important to you. But how can you protect that if you're going to not even know what that is? So that's like number two, to break the cycle, first you understand your core needs and values. So then you have to learn and enforce boundaries around them. Because the best way to end this toxic productivity is always to say no, (laughs) right? You don't have to take things on all the time. But understanding that there are things in your life that is more important to you than this shit. I understand there's sometimes we have to roll up our sleeves and get dirty for a little bit because we got to get some stuff done. But this can not happen all the time. And you have to be fiercely protective of things that you need to survive your core needs and your core values, things that you find important in your life. I, you might think this is ridiculous. You're like, yeah, stuff but my work is important. Yeah, but is it more important than everything else? Everything else. Is there nothing else in your life that is important to you other than your work? If you can't answer it and you're only saying that one aspect of your entire life is about work, well, I mean, cool. (laughs) I'm allowing you to be you have your own thing, but I'm just uh, putting it out there to consider that maybe some other people want you in their life. They want to see you. They don't want to just see you when you retire. Do you hear how many stories of people who work their asses off their whole life, they retire and they pass away a week after? Or like maybe you interview somebody Later on you go, hey, what is some regret that like maybe they're old, elderly already, already their deathbed. What is something that you regret? I wish I didn't work so much in my life. I wish I did something else other than work. You know, those are some things to think about. And once we are, we have some purpose outside of the stuff we're just doing or keeping busy, we're able to start to break that cycle. And it doesn't mean it's just work could be toxic productivity around being a parent, toxic productivity around how much you're doing for the community, toxic productivity when it comes to being this perfect wife (laughs) or husband or partner. Uh, I'm talking about like going all in on something and ignoring everything else. Number three, another breaker of the cycle is to actually give yourself some grace. I know like, like mind blown, right? Give yourself some grace because you know you're hard on yourself and accept what you can and cannot do. Like, I've done all I can today. It's 459. The work's going to be here tomorrow. If I stay another few hours, how much more is it going to get me? Not much more. And that's okay. I did the best that I could. And that's a problem because people always say you're inadequate, you're not enough and your best isn't good enough. But if you know in yourself, you're going to have to learn to accept that your best is good enough. We're not in, like, you know, grade five class and then the teacher's just, you know, gaslighting you to squeeze more out of you. (laughs) Or, you know, we're not a child anymore. You get to decide what is best for you, what's the best that you can do. Because, like, it's like thinking about, like, driving on the highway and you're speeding, maybe I'm going to go 10 or 16 over so I can save some time. How much time do you really save? Six minutes, <laughs> right? But we go through all this stuff, maybe get a ticket or, you know, take, take some risky actions for a whole, wow, six minutes that we could have saved, right? So, like, you got to think about, like, what's your return on in investment if you're going to do those things? How is this going to make you feel in the long run? What if you did it all the time? Who's going to be affected by these decisions that you're making? We have to learn to be able to accept and be okay with going, wow, I really need to take a break. I've been going hard for a long time, working my ass off. I really need to take a break. And this is something that's really hard. This is what I'm talking about accepting. Accepting either your limitations. We don't need to truck through through the pain, okay? Don't get me started with complaining about this. We push ourselves beyond any limits. Time limits, you know, that we have other constraints. We push, push, push. Physical limitations. We need to accept sometimes that it's okay for us to just be. It's okay for us to take some rest. And if you're not going to listen, your body tells you, oh, you know, maybe, oh, my God, I'm getting heartburn every day. Oh, I'm getting all this stuff. I'm getting a bit achy. I'm getting a bit stuff Stiff. I'm like, oh, I can push through. I'm going to take some pills or, you know, take some antacids. And I'm going to get trucked through. Then it gets worse. And your body speaks louder and louder. Oh, my God, I have hypertension. Like, I have a high blood pressure here. I'm, you know, um, I'm like, you know, my, my, I'm so stiff. I could barely move. My joints are aching. I might need even more pain medication. Not listening. Then later, your body speaks extra loud. Slap to the face loud. Or maybe the universe will just be like, here you go. I'm going to make it sure that you can't keep going because we need to take a break. So something big can happen. I'm not saying that it's going to happen like you mean, but something could. Some people have accidents. Some people have a health scare. Some people have a complete meltdown, burnout. There's only so much you can do physically pushing yourself. You could have a mental breakdown stress, panic attacks, whatever, emotional. Like we have limitations and our body is the indicator. It's a compass to let us know how well we are. If your body's talking, you better listen. And you know, you might like get to dismiss them a little bit, but they will be coming back and talking to you loud. So we need to accept and be okay with just being, recharging, resting Gets you further along and it's okay. So I know it's hard. It's completely against what we've ever talked about. Recharging is not hustle, but recharging can get you to work better. Okay. Number four learning how to validate yourself, you not your checklist, not your boss, not your partner, not your friends or your parents telling you how much you should be doing, you. You need to be able to validate yourself and not go on measuring your performance based off other people's expectations. So learning how to self-validate, like, okay, you could be learning how to reframe your goals in this situation, Like I'm gonna be great if I was able to do this much today. This much would be great, like amazing. But if I can't get to it, I can get to those tomorrow. I'm validating. Oh, I've accomplished this. This is great. Oh, wow, I really kicked ass with what I had to do here. I, or like saying even validation, like I managed to only finish one thing today, but I finished the one thing that was the most. And it was really great that I got this done today. I gave my whole focus. I really killed it. That was Amazing and starting to learn to be okay with you validating yourself. You don't have to be you know, getting graded by other people on your performance in this situation. Sometimes we need to learn that we need to cheer ourselves on and also have ourselves tell us that we're enough and what we did was good and it's okay to be. You did your best stuff, this is okay. You're still enough. What you're doing is important what you're doing you are worthy you know of of feeling accomplished here might not be a lot to other people but it's a lot to you we have to get used to that because you know can you remember i'm pretty sure maybe you worked your ass off at something could be a project for school it could be anything work you put in that extra hours I know for me with those insurance renewals like in the day sitting there crunching all into the late hours of the night into the weekend with my other colleagues we're just rushing you know maybe they buy us a pizza or whatever we keep going to get this paperwork done when we could have done it a long time ago but and there's no acknowledgement not even a thank you no recognition so what was that for you're not gonna get validation from anybody anyways. You might as well be your biggest cheerleader and be okay with what you've just done. So self-validation is really key because toxic productivity is based on external validation. You're measuring yourself up to other people's things and then we perpetuate that same sort of standard with ourselves and we're hard with ourselves. Because you know we had to learn how to be hard with ourselves as children. It was based on somebody else's standards a kid comes in, they could just do whatever they can, right? They'll do whatever they can and then they might feel good about it, but it's society or the parents or the friends or the colleagues or somebody else that crushes what you do to make you feel that you didn't do enough. So we need to start validating ourselves and being okay with what we have done. Uh, Five. (laughs) I know there's a lot, but there's so many things. It's so important. So... Remember those days? I don't know when this started, but when I first started in the workforce, multitasking was a skill you needed to list on on your resume. Ability to multitask between different different tasks at hand. It's even like when you're multitasking with working on the computer, ability to cycle through different software programs and utilize them at the same time. Like, you know, like this is what I'm talking about. But Um, There's that quote, uh, I can't remember who said it, but multitasking is the ability for you to screw everything up all at once. (laughs) And that's the thing. You see some people who multitask, you're literally dividing your perfection. So like, let's say it's 100% you work, you're dividing that 100% perfection over all those tasks. So you might be submitting your tasks in maybe like 70, 30, or like 60, 20, 20, with whatever you're doing, okay? That's multitasking, because you have to let, you actually get the task in there. You might start a little bit, get interrupted, jump to another thing, have to reframe your mind, get into that zone, think about that one, you type, 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 typey, typey, then another thing pops up, then you have to take a minute, reframe your mind, focus on that other one, then you have to go back to that first one again. Then you have to reframe your mind and you da, 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 da. it takes time. Your mind's not going to be in the same state of flow as you were the first time you were touching it. So you got to learn how to put your full focus on the one task at a time. And like we can break the cycle of toxic productivity because it's only getting one thing done instead of getting lots of things, random stuff done, half assing it. You know, we talk about, like, having great quality for things. I know we're all about quantity, but getting great quality instead, like, doing that to the best of your ability and putting your full focus and engagement in there. It's like, uh, <laughs> this is a joke. I was just thinking of, like, it's, like, focusing on one relationship instead of, like, having a, a poly relationship. You're jumping all to different, like, partners and you're trying to, like, juggle all this this other relationships at the same time. I don't know why I thought about that. Or like, you know, like if you're dating, I've like thinking about these dating shows and then like the bachelor and he has to keep getting all these dates straight instead of focusing on one and getting to know that one woman. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's the same thing when you're working on tasks, okay? You're going to be dividing your attention to different things when you could be focusing on something, doing it to the best of your ability. It'll break the toxic productivity cycle because you will start to be okay with just getting one thing done at a time. Next, number six, asking for help. And it's not a form of weakness when you're asking for help because that person might be really amazing at it. You know, like what could take you hours, it could get done in 15 minutes and all you have to do is shoot a quick email to ask for help it's gonna break the cycle of toxic productivity because you don't have to do things on your own anymore. <laughs> right? Like, you're not alone in this. Somebody could be a complete rock star in pivot tables. I know, I know some colleagues that I have that are great at it, that help me. I don't have the time to go and learn how to make a pivot table and then do that stuff on my spreadsheets and whatever. I can go and use my skills on something else and help them with other stuff that I'm stronger at. Asking for help can break the cycle of toxic productivity because toxic productivity is a solo thing. People are coming down at you, making you feel inadequate, that you're not doing enough. That person could have been asking somebody else on the team to chip in, to help out, right? It breaks the cycle. You don't have to do things alone. You start to experience this feeling of not doing enough because you feel like you're the only person not doing enough then you end up forcing yourself to do stuff that you might not be good at. So just ask for some help. And finally, like breaking the cycle. There's whole this whole idea. Uh, I do a productivity <laughs> master class, and it's not about toxic productivity. It's a different type of productivity, but really learning about how to be effective versus task-oriented. And wh- what it means is like not doing busy work but learning how to be effective in what you are investing your time on. We can break this thing because like when you're saying not doing enough, maybe it's not about what you're not doing enough. It's like, it's more like, what are you focusing on? We can do so much tasks. we will always have tasks, always have checklists, always have stuff to do, always have busy work. But we're not used to focusing on doing things that are effective that have more gain investing into it and this is what i'm talking about like when you got into tactical things in terms of getting shit done like or um, you know advancing your goals um you really need to learn like you'll see some people like working in an office and they're just task 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 they're there all day nine to five fully just pumping out stuff Pumping out stuff, and I, I, you know, there's, there's purpose in some of these roles in the company, but then there's some people that don't seem to look like they're working that much, but they're getting a lot done. Right? They're like, doing more effective things that actually move the needle forward with getting stuff done. And what I'm talking about is leveraging your time, leveraging your time in some sort of way when you're, when it comes to doing some sort of task. Um, or a bunch of tasks or in a project or also like being strategic coming in with a plan ahead of time instead of just going on and going through the motions so um, I'm not going to go into all that that's a lot of stuff but really like the whole idea in that part to break the cycle is like instead of me thinking about me not doing enough of this endless list of tasks to get stuff done how could I be more effective here leverage my time in a better way? How can I be more strategic here to get more things done? We kind of come in and we just go into robot mode, trying to get stuff done and we beat ourselves up that our task list keeps getting longer instead of sitting down being strategic and thoughtful and trying to leverage our time and being smart about the way that we approach things. It's kind of funny, like, like I know I, I, like I come from the old school parents, like the, like I said, first generation Canadians. They would rather me take a job that's more task oriented. I remember getting told like, "You should do this job. It's stable. This job is, you know, you get you get paid all the time, and it's just like really reliable, like really task oriented type of job. Um, very predictable. Things every day is pretty much the same. And uh, but I opted to go for the unpredictable entrepreneurial side. <laughs> that's not like that at all. Um but I don't have to work as much as I would have then, And I also could make more money. There's more gain in, in terms of me being more strategic and leveraging my time in different ways. It's, it's really coming into that approach and being okay with doing things that are non-conventional. So really learning how to be effective is non-conventional. <laughs> like People sometimes will just glorify getting things done, task, 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 versus like, hmm, I did this I'd probably be able to leverage my time because my time's valuable more than than me doing these other things that I could outsource or have other people to do um, these tasks instead of me and that's really what like approaching things in a different way and looking at things in a in a different light and really being okay with less just because I work less doesn't mean that I'm a less purposeful person (laughs) you know Um, I might be just leveraging my time better and focusing on other aspects of my life that need me as well so uh, as I'm talking about this whole idea of toxic productivity it's a real thing hustle culture real thing you can see how it's glorified there's posters there's memes whatever I don't even know what they have they call it these days all these little pictures and and whatever um probably tiktoks or whatever whatever the next trendy thing is glorifying this hustle you spend your whole life hustling what's gonna happen it's like almost like going on a hike and a lot of people like it maybe you don't i don't know like just give this analogy visualize yourself going on a hike and you're gonna hustle your ass to the top of that mountain and then you're gonna go down that mountain again as fast as you can maybe get your sweat on your legs are getting more ripped whatever You just go there quick and you come back. Like, wow, I got a great workout. That's hustle culture. Wow, I got this product, like I got to this point and then I got, got stuff done and then I'm done. But if I'm a person that wants to not go that way, not the hustle culture, take my time, do the same journey, do what I can, make it through, take a break. Rest, recharge, look around, enjoy the scenery as I'm going up there. Look at the journey. Be present in the moment, not just hustling and running through. Because at the end of the day, you're going to look back like, what was my journey? Oh, I made it to the top. And then, you know, that's, I got it done. Yeah. What do you remember out of it? Did you get to see or enjoy some of the moments while you were there? Like, Is toxic productivity fulfilling and rewarding at the end? Because it sucks, because it feels like shit when you're going through it. But is it worth it? Sometimes we need to take our time, be okay with just being, accept ourselves as we are, be okay to do other things in our life other than some things that are like needed to hustle or, you know, be productive at, because then we're gonna miss out on life. We're gonna miss out on a lot of things. Your kids' lives as they grow up, they're just gonna remember you as that person they've never seen because you've been at work. Do you really want to be that person? Like I, I talked about this story about like, you know what that funeral, the eulogy, first line, Stephanie was a hard worker. Stephanie really pumped out those to-do lists. Stephanie was really great at being productive do you really want to be remembered as that person and not only that but being remembered but feel that pain of not feeling like you're ever getting ahead do you want to feel that pain of never being enough because you're just chasing this hustle culture or this um, you know level of productivity that is insane and like why can't you just be okay with being less? Less than that thing that we're striving for that's not even real. Like, think about, like, you know, back in the day, I don't know, when we when we didn't have, like, society as it is today and we just had a simple life where we had to collect sticks and just make food at the fire, right? Oh, my gosh, you didn't get enough sticks. You're a failure. <laughs> you You know, you get what you can get you do your best. This is the problem. This, because of this whole idea of toxic productivity, it's just a culture of not being enough. And this whole idea of not being enough, which I will do a series on because there's so much to talk about not being enough. But this whole idea of not being enough, where is this going to get us? Does it really matter? Does all that stuff that we're putting us imprisoning ourselves of this feeling of inadequacy and not being enough, is that how we want to live our lives? You've been living it for decades. You still feel inadequate. Isn't it time for us to try to think of other ways of living and being? I understand you have to put food on the table, but do you still have to feel this way? And I know you're trying. You wouldn't be listening to this and taking the time to sit here and listen to me talk about this thing for so long. And I know we probably don't hear it. But you are enough. You're doing the best you can. It's okay to take a break. It's okay to get some rest. It's okay to recharge and refocus and find yourself again. It's okay for you to feel happy in your life, even though there's so much other stuff to do. It's okay for you to put your feet up. You're still a good person. You're still a good mom. You're still a good dad. You're still a good human being. You're still worthy. You're valuable. As you are. It's okay for you to just be. You're doing your best. You can. I know if you're listening to a personal development podcast you know you're doing something and this is still the work you might not think that it's paying the bills right now It might not doing anything but it's giving you peace of mind having, teaching you how to grow learn how to cope with life because life is shit a lot of the time work is shit a lot of the time everything's shitty a lot of the time but when you come back and you start to be okay and accept yourself as you are. Give yourself some grace. Find your own level that you want to rate your performance on, not based off how other people have pressured you. Find what's important in your life, your, your core needs, your values. You set those boundaries. You accept yourself. You validate yourself. You focus on something that you can do in a great way. Ask for help that's hard and learn how to be effective and leverage your time. Be strategic with what you're doing. Be okay saying no to things. Think about how that's going to change your life because you are enough. And I can't emphasize that more because you probably don't hear it. If you have to rewind just the last bit of this podcast, I want you to know that you're enough. You're on your journey. You're still here. You made it this far. So be okay with less. Be the person to take your life back. You deserve it. And, you know, I want to thank you for everything. Because the more that I get to share about these topics and things, it's also healing for me. And I know I've been through it too. And it is overwhelming. And you're not alone. So feel free to reach out um i hope to hear from you and (laughs) i'd love to hear some stories about breaking that cycle of toxic productivity because it's our time it's our time to return to ourselves and be whole and you know just be so i hope to see you next time take care